Oh, hi there. You just caught me reading my brand new book, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. The book, me and my co-host Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosebag.com. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell, Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com. Welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Hey, Brian, we've got Laura Stewart from 25 Years Later site. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? Great. You know, I know all month long, 25 Years Later is doing Twin Peaks Month, so it's so exciting. I love that you guys... You guys are always doing Twin Peaks, but you guys got a lot of other things going on, but to have the whole month focus on Twin Peaks, it's really exciting. It is, it is. And I think we've got almost a brand new article almost every day. That's so there's wild. been a lot of work. <laughs> and of course, we're doing this because February 24th is Twin Peaks Day. So you can, why not, and instead of make it just one day, why not make it a whole month? A whole month. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Well, I think with Laura Palmer's end of her life and then Coop's arriving in town, it was important to use all of February's. Definitely. So you got an article, uh, depending on when people are listening, either it's out or it's coming out soon. Can you tell us about yeah. this article that you've been working on? Yeah, so we're covering um, Laura Palmer's Secret Diary. And um, every Friday we're releasing a new article. And um, I'm writing about probably the, you know, the, the sad side of it. Um, I'm, so I'm writing about the perspective of Laura as a girl who was abused by her father. Hmm. Solely that perspective and how the trauma of that shaped her young life and eroded her mind I think and led her to drugs and to having dangerous sex with other men so I'm also going to look at her dreams and uh, in in the diary and what her subconscious was telling her and I I suppose my perspective is that Bob wasn't real at all and she made him up and um, I suppose she created the monster in her mind to cover up the fact that it was her father. So I'm, I'm looking at it from that somewhat depressing um, perspective. That, that is a, um, that's a very controversial perspective. I don't think I've ever heard anybody mention it that way. Creating Bob, she's creating Bob to kind, yeah. to kind of... Yeah, um, I know it's not... No, I, everybody I, I, would, I, not I think, many people would agree with. I think. I but, agree yeah. with it. I think. I mean, if anything, I think we always hint around it that we say Bob is the evil that men do, and that evil mm -hmm. man is her father. And for her, but this is saying mm -hmm. she is creating Bob. 
It's a lore. It's a sort of a screen memory type thing, something to cover up the fact that she didn't want it to be her father that was doing this to her. Oh, so she yeah, needed yeah, yeah. something sort of mystical, myth- mythical to take away from that pain. That's not to say that Bob isn't real, but because Bob can be anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's just, but I suppose in a weird way, I'm getting to the feeling that the whole dream situation is Laura and that Cooper was her fantasy and everybody was her fantasy maybe so um, she was just covering up the fact that all this terrible stuff was happening to her (laughs) I like that and I I can see that yeah you know what reminds me of Laura have you ever seen the movie Sucker Punch no I haven't it reminds Mm. me um you know the movie's a little out there but it's layers upon layers uh these women are in a psych ward and they're mm-hmm. being lobotomized, and yeah. um, one of the people are essentially raping them. They go, they like are using, like it's like Inception almost. So they're like yeah. conquering their fears inside their mind, and there's like layers upon layers. And they're very strong women. Yeah. They fight, and they yes. Uh, there's an action movie. It's very stylistic. And yes. it's a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like when you take away all that, it's really these women are being abused, and they're using. Yeah, they're they're creating a world where they conquer. Mm-hmm. You know, like so yes. Laura would yeah. be creating this world of Twin Peaks, as as you're saying, and Cooper, to kind mm-hmm. of escape what the horrible yeah. things that are happening yeah. to her. Yeah. yeah, the fantasy of the White Knight coming to save her. I mean, I, I believe that everything in the book was probably really happening to Laura. Oh, well, it definitely was really happening yeah. to Laura. But then anything actually seen on screen then, other than Firewalk with Me, was all just a fantasy. After her death, mm. even like a post-death fantasy, or oh, this is what actually is going to happen to me. Someone's going to come and save me, and I'm going to be alive. And it obviously didn't turn out for the best. And of course, <laughs> if, you have, if, you, if you have the audiobook uh, uh, version of The Secret Diary yeah. of Laura Palmer, you have Cheryl Lee reading it, and she's also reading. Mm. Oh, she's. I'm sorry, she's actually uh, performing both Laura and. Bob uh, and stuff like that, which I think even yeah. goes more into what you're saying yeah. in some ways, that it's yes. all in her mind and she's creating this other character. Yeah, yeah. Don't wake Mom and Dad now or they'll know you've been out. They'll have questions you can't answer. Think. I'm going crazy, pacing and struggling with thoughts, words, the image of that haunting grin. Stay away from me, Bob. I can do whatever I want. Stay away from this house. Leave me alone or I swear I'll find a way to make you sorry. Can't feel sorry, Laura Palmer. That's it, because, I mean, who really would have had access to her diary, I think? I mean, obviously, her father did. Yeah. (laughs) But he wasn't writing in it. Yeah. And how does this play, how does season three play into this? Or does it? Or does it? I still think... Well, I think I, I haven't really thought too deeply about that, but um, the whole dream within a dream thing, I think I don't really want to go too far into dreams. And I think JC is going to go more into um, her dream theory, which may touch on this a bit. So I don't want to go too far with that. But um, yeah, I think it, it, I do think a lot of season three is a dream, not not all of it, mm. <laughs> but um I think perhaps the two of them could have existed both. Cooper did really exist and that their dreams obviously connected in a way. And so they probably do both exist and they both exist in each other's dreams. 
perhaps all of season three could be Cooper's dream, <laughs> but he's not actually helping Laura. Yeah. Yeah. We've had Rob <laughs> King on the show before, and we had him on one time. I spoke with him when we had the Max comic book. And in that, yes. that storyline, uh, Julie Winters actually kind of creates this whole world because of the trauma that she's had to deal with and stuff. And yep. I, I, mm-hmm. I definitely could see this. As a writer, how was it for you to have to to dive into this subject? I mean, for me, even thinking about it, it's it's uncomfortable. It's hard to think yeah. about. It's quite a personal thing for me. My I've kind of talked about it and written about it quite a lot. But my my best friend died a few years ago, mm-hmm. and just before her death, I found out that she had a life very very much like. Laura Palmer. She didn't took her own life. I found out very much later on, we were friends since we were three, that um, her dad had been abusing her all her life. So, um, and she turned to heroin and various other forms to get to numb the pain of that. And um, so, yeah, it is pretty personal for me. And, you know, we went through a lot together. I was the Donna of the, (laughs) of the relationship, I guess. So, yeah, that's a reason why I wanted to write it, I think. Yeah, because it isn't just about Laura Palmer; it's about millions and millions of women all over the right. world who this is happening to day in day out, and we still don't really talk about it. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we're warned about um, strangers all the time, but actually, it's the people in your home that are far more likely to do it. Yeah. What would you say to to young women who are in that situation? Like, what can they? Where can they go? And what can they do in situations? Um, oh, that is really difficult because a lot of the time people don't talk about it and yeah. a lot of girls don't even know that it's not the right thing <laughs> until they realize that it didn't happen to anyone else um so it's not until adulthood that they realize and by that point they may be in such a terrible place like laura palmer yeah. that there isn't much help but i think i think education really i think this kind of thing needs to be taught more at school than mm. when kids are much younger that it's this isn't a normal thing so. right <laughs> And I actually, th- I mean, I, it's not really connected. I don't know if it is connected, but I think about this Me Too movement in some ways. That I think where people are starting yeah. to be educated that you know you have it's out it should, there. It's out there. And it, yeah. it should be. I think it should be obvious that you 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 respect everybody, you treat everybody right and stuff. But at least yeah. it's making it more right that more aware now that the, it, you know you, they can't get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so much more likely to be a family member or a family friend. So mm. I think it's just getting girls to realize that it's not normal if this happens to you yeah i think we are in a time where that is out there now which is good Mm. and so how is your article uh, structured Uh, do you have sections that are like yeah how do you put this together it's i'm kind of looking at it from a very psychological perspective of a general person who has had this happen to them the the signs of abuse i guess um so it might be um like nightmares, screen memories, or um, turning to drugs and alcohol, being perhaps over sexually active, all these things, all these signs add up. And I suppose it's really obvious from the secret diary, reading it from Laura's point of view, that this is what was happening to her. Mm. But even then, I think even when the diary was written, as far as I'm aware, it was written in between two series, possibly. Yeah, between season one and two. I mean, it came out, I believe it came out over the summer? Yeah, you always tell me the summer. I want to say it came out the summer. It was out by September of 1990, so I think. Yeah, we didn't know at that point that Leland was the murderer. Right. So it's quite revealing that they, (laughs) they brought it out in between the two series. 
And some people who say they read it, it became obvious to them that, that like, once yeah. they read it, they said, oh, there's so many signs to say that yeah. it was Leland. But. Ben had me read the book between the two seasons when we were doing, when I was doing my first rewatch. And or first yeah, watch. First yeah. watch, my first watch. And yeah, I mean, there's that whole thing about going out into the woods and everything. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. <laughs> it could be the dad, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> a book in and of itself, or is this a book that's going to be used? in the second year of Twin Peaks? Uh, well, hopefully it will stand on its own as a book of a, you know, a diary of a young girl who was troubled, to say the least, um, as well. But it does play an important part in next season and will be discovered. So did your dad come to you and say, I want you to... Was there a script for the second season of the show from which you wrote this? Or did you sort of make this up and he said, I will weave some of this into the series? Um, <clears throat> goodness, I was, I was briefed um, beforehand, um, offered the position, accepted it, and then briefed, um, taken basically into a dark room. And David and Mark both looked at each other and said, well, I guess she needs to know. And I was told who the killer was. Um, you were? Yes. Yes. Okay, hold on, <laughs> folks. <laughs> you can guess what the next question is going to be. Yeah, I can't tell you that. I, Maybe I, you can't tell. I can't tell you. Nobody's <laughs> listening. That's that's I know you're 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 lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody lies in the series. Why not do it here? Hey, um, no, I'd be disowned in, in a matter of seconds, and and I value my family life too much. Well, I read a good part of this. Right. Well, I still have I will, no idea who killed her. Well, I will say that um, some of the clues in the diary will become more evident once the series begins again. Some of them stick out like sore thumbs, but the careful reader, I think, will find those clues that are more like gum wrappers under the table, things most might not notice. So Peaks fans, um, in my opinion, should know who the killer is. It's extraordinary that this diary comes out now. I mean, the old phrase in academics is you publish your parish. Right. Here's a woman who's perished, and now she's publishing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, is, uh, this has got it all backwards we're going on. Um, is there stuff you want to share? Any other stuff you want to share about uh, your yeah. article? Highlight? You want to highlight anything about this article? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, it is. It it is about Laura Palmer, and it's obviously about the diary. And we're talking about the diary, but I just I think it's such an important book. Even if it had absolutely nothing to do with Twin Peaks, I think just everyone should read it. Anyway, yeah. but. But yeah, um, no, I don't think there's anything else. I could probably keep a few things back yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> are you strictly staying with the source of the, the diary or are you using like Firewalk With Me or any other sources or the first season or? I may sort of pull into other things that sort of state my case. But in general, it's about the diary. Yeah, yeah mostly about the diary. What's interesting about the diary, and like, I hope we can talk to Jen Lynch again, because we, we got to talk to her about Boxing Helena, but we didn't have time to talk about the diary. She wrote, I think she wrote that maybe two or three times, the diary. Like, she had it, and then it got deleted, yes. and she had to start oh, over really? again. And I feel like she might have had to start over maybe a third time, possibly. Oh but she did have to do it over and over, and like... I don't know. I guess you could think that's drafts, but you don't, you don't have it again. So you have to basically come up with yeah. the whole book all over again. Oh, my God. No. That, yeah. <laughs> how did that happen? Was it? Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that's my you... worst nightmare. That's happened to me before. I've lost an entire Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it, but it, actually, the second time it worked out better. So. <laughs> See, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the true A diary. happy accident. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a happy accident may, may improve things. Yeah. Yes. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Jennifer Lynch's telling of Laura Palmer's story in the years leading up to her death is about as hard-hitting and honest an account of sexual abuse you can get. The effect of this trauma caused Laura to create Bob, 
at least her Bob, because the truth of what was really happening to her was too much to bear. She didn't choose this. It was done unto her the second her father led her into the woods at night. A seed was sown in Laura's psyche, tiny at first like a niggling bug, never letting her forget, making her believe she was as bad as she was told by Bob, the demon growing inside her. Bob as a metaphor, the evil that men do. Every act of evil has the potential to create a black seed. It's an endless cycle, perhaps one that can only be stopped by ending the life of the host, something Laura figured out in her last moments. The question is, do your demons die with you? And what else have you been working on at 25 Years Later site? I mean, what, what other articles have you been doing? Well, um, I'm working on True Detective with Andrew at the moment, because uh, season three is such a good series. Have you, have you been watching? And so so I, I, I may be the only one that liked the second season, and I, uh, I really love the first season, and I want to get into the third season. I haven't had a chance, like... I haven't had time with my wife. My wife and I would watch it together, so it just hasn't happened yeah. yet. And I feel like it's been a few weeks now that it's went on the air. Maybe four three, or five. Yeah. No, not that many. Maybe three weeks or something like that. Right? No, it's five. Five. Oh weeks, my god! Probably. The first two. Wow. First two were together. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, my plan is wait for it to end. And watch yeah. it all at my leisure with yeah. HBO Go. Yeah. I l- yeah. love season one, and I heard this is kind of uh, going back to that feel. And other than yeah. Ben, who is the only person I know who likes season two, there was season a, two was like the worst. The funny thing is, it's very Twin Peaks like. You've got <laughs> no. the you've got the singer uh, uh, at the bar, and you've got I think you got kind of like dreamy atmosphere, I, and you've got like sort of, sort of. I, I don't know. You, I could I I would challenge anybody to say what was the plot. Name three characters and what yeah. happened? Yeah. I couldn't know. Uh, could, uh, what, was, what was Vince Vaughn's name? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. What was any of their names? And you know, I. Well, you and I are terrible at names in general. Yeah, I know, but they were not memorable. And I would no. also argue that in season two, they gave us three miserable people. They didn't give anyone to counterbalance the misery. In the first season, you have a character who is miserable and crazy, and you have one who's kind of the audience going, what is wrong with you, dude? Um, <laughs> and I think that work, they work so well together. Mm-hmm. And then when you just gave us three kind of moody, miserable people, I had no one to root for, and then they're just throwing names at you. And I'm like, okay, is this a casino thing? Is there a murder? What's going on? The only thing, the only thing I, for me, the redeeming quality was when Vince Vaughn's character, I don't know his name, uh, was walking and he saw his wife and his wife said, you know, I would be, I would yeah, die. That was a good scene. And he saw her in his hallucination. Right. But beyond that, Aww. it was just not a good series. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was a letdown. It now, was a letdown. Without really ruining it for me, I thought I heard something that they made a connection <laughs> to season one. Like it, recently, is yeah. there some kind of like a loose connection to the this season three to season one? Or do you There's know? a little Easter eggs, I think. Uh, There's a few little just hints, but t- not really as so far. No, yeah. but it is really back to its. Brilliant first series, and oh, cool. uh, May her Charlie, Charla, Ali, and Stephen Dorff are great. They're really, really brilliant. He's doing so much good work. I mean, he's got Green Book out mm-hmm. right now, yeah. and then I think he's he's involved with something else too. That's recent. I didn't know Stephen Dorff was in it either. I didn't know that either. Yeah, wow. no, and he's brilliant. He's really, really brilliant as well. You wouldn't expect it, and um, because you, it's um, following them over three 
decades, so the wow. present day, 1980 and 1990. But they really have got the makeup down for, you know, usually aging makeup looks mm. terrible. Yeah, but they, true. It looks incredible. Really, really, really brilliant. So, cool. yeah, it's it's really, really interesting story. I, I like... Um, sort of being an armchair detective and I get to with this <laughs> trying to piece all the the bits of the puzzle together it's enjoyable really nobody's really talking about it as much as one but I feel like I bet you people are like nervous you know people yeah. aren't jumping yeah. in right away and I think if the good word comes out and everybody says it's good I, I bet you it'll get more chatter mm. as the season progresses because yeah. yeah. nothing yeah. will ever beat season one how the internet yeah. was up like, we were all trying to guess who the killer was, what was going on. Everybody right. was talking about it. It was like... It was like Twin Peaks or something. Yes. Uh, uh, it was the show of the summer. <laughs> that summer cool. came out. And we were all glued. You had, like... I remember Patton Oswald on Twitter, you know, like, coming down with these conspiracy theories. About who, and, like, everybody was into it. And it was a lot of fun. So... Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same with this series. It should have the same effect, whether it will or not. It should because the story is just as good. And, yeah, yeah. There's enough to try and suss out. Definitely. Cool. That's good to hear. It. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah, to see it. Really good. <laughs> Anything else you're watching, that. Laura? Well, no. Um, I'm not really writing about too much. I've written a few sort of news articles, and I wrote about Velvet Buzzsaw, which I didn't really enjoy the oh, other day. I, uh, I heard good things about it. <laughs> about what? Was it? Was it Ballasaw? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why the trailer looked like it was interesting, but I have not yeah. heard anything good about yeah. it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I had really high hopes, but it was, yeah, not not great. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I'm going to take a bit of a hiatus from writing for a while because we're building our new website, so I'm focusing oh. most of my is, effort on is that. Is that public knowledge? <laughs> Are we allowed to share that? Do I we? think so. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully March-ish time. Excellent. don't know when exactly yet, but around March you should have a new website, so that's wow, exciting. that'd be awesome. Do you have a favorite Twin Peaks article that one of your peers is working on for this month that you could... Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, there's... there's Honestly, so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a, a new writer called um, David Titterington. And I think it'll, yeah, it'll definitely be out with the time this airs. Um, he's done a series of articles, actually. But the first one is called Jumping Cocapelli, which is about the jumping men and oh. sort of relates to Native American history. Oh. And uh, I love that article. That's intriguing. I really like sort of good research and uh, a bit like Gisela's articles yeah. go really deep so yeah he's got four articles out in february so they're and they're all very distinct distinctive and all, all very interesting and great um lots of photo evidence as well so yeah that's really, cool, like cool. got some really brilliant because we've got uh, secret diaries coming out every friday and we've already had maya who has spoken about jen, jen lynch Mm. And her, the voice that she created for Laura Palmer, and that's a really great article. And uh, John Bernardi um, wrote about the audio book, which is just a, such a wonderful, wonderful um, essay about um, how Cheryl Lee made Laura come to life and how she's almost her. Really. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you said earlier about her voicing Bob as well and, and just the amount of heart and soul she put into that uh, yeah it's a really great article nice and then um we've also got uh rachel stewart who is um she, she usually works on our doctor who kind of things but she was introduced to um twin peaks via the secret diary 
And I don't think I've ever known anyone wow. <laughs> to have found Twin Peaks through the book. So that is really, really interesting. That will be is. out this Friday, which is the 8th of February. Nice. <laughs> and um, then the week after that, uh, Ali um, is writing about Bobby and Laura's relationship and how much more fleshed out it is in the book than it is in any of the series or in Firewalk with me. Very mm. true. So, Very true. Yeah. 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 Just how much more there is to their relationship. And, it, and that got me thinking about Bobby when he saw the photo of Laura in series three and how he burst into tears. And it probably, we didn't ever really see him having that much affection for Laura in any yeah. of the series. Right. But in the book, we can, we can understand that more. So I don't know what she's written yet. So I don't want to, you know, um, assume what she's going to write about that. But that was what it made me think of when I, when I thought of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think about it. We never really see Bobby and Laura together. I think, you know, we have the missing pieces where he yes. has a scene with, with In the Laura. basement. In the basement, yeah, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But you never get that. That. Oh, well, of course we see we see them together at the school, and she's like, yeah. uh, you, do you, if you just looked behind you, you would have mm -hmm. seen me or something like that. But you don't really get yeah. that love relationship, right? Yeah. That, no. Yeah. No. No. It's, it's just that when they shoot um, the deputy, I think when like, <laughs> Bobby kills the guy, that's probably the only time we really seem together, and that's not yeah. really romantic. Is no. It? <laughs> no. But she thought it was. Laura thought. I mean, funny, she I thought guess. it was hilarious oh, to her. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was like comedy I think that's gold. My favorite scene in all of everything to do with Twin Peaks. I don't know why. I love it. I, love, I just think it's just such amazing acting. Yeah, Laura, I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Firewalk with me in the theater? Was a group um, of people? No, I saw it at the Twin Peaks Fest. So, so in a big, big room, but not at a theater. Uh, well, I mean, I, well, you saw it with a bunch of people, and it's interesting when yeah. you watch that film. We saw it in a theater not that long ago, like a year or two ago. Right, right before the new series. Yeah, yeah. and you know, during that scene, people are laughing, and then like yeah. when Leland Palmer, when his face right before when he's going to go after them at the end. He looks out the, the, the window. He looks out the window. Everybody starts cracking up because it's the most <laughs> creepiest looking face. But everybody's like nervously laughing at it. It's funny how, as a group, how people respond react to, to things. Right. And we've talked yeah. about that even with Sarah Palmer when she screamed in the in the pilot or in that. Some people really laughed at that. And you say, well, this is traumatic. You have yeah. a woman who lost her child, but she does it over and over again. And it's almost like a nervous laugh where it's kind of yeah. like, I'm going to... I think this is funny because it's i don't want to feel sad I yeah guess. it's like yeah. the whistling in the dark it's like when someone laughs at a funeral you know it's that, yeah it's oh, a, you and, know. I'm, and i'm the worst person in the world for that <laughs> you laugh inappropriately all the times <laughs> this is rob king with 25 years later our staff and editors would like to thank you for reading our site we began as a site dedicated to the analysis of twin peaks but today we are happy to share our expanded material for similarly intricate series popular culture fandoms film and shutter content we will continue to extend our love for twin peaks deep exploratory analysis in the fan community as we look to each of these so please join us as we discuss film releases from a24 shutter and shout factory as well as series like lost northern exposure and the oa just to name a few. And you won't want to miss our lineup of interviews from Twin Peaks cast and crew to the directors of Shudder original content and more. And as always, we hope to bring you thoughtful, deep analysis to the series that brought us together, Twin Peaks. So again, thank you always for your time and dialogue with 25YO.
So 25 years later, site is still doing like uh, two articles a day. Is that right? Is it? Is oh, it... even more than that now. I think we're doing three articles a day and news stories now. Wow. Oh, my God. How <laughs> do you have all the time? Again. I know. You guys are I, – I, I told Andrew the other day, they're like an empire. They're like, they just like yeah. – they've got all these great writers and they're just able to put stuff out daily. I mean, I'm still impressed that yeah. every day you guys got this – yeah, we are super busy. And I, I think I'm content and experience manager now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I, I run the schedule. So I'm the nag, basically. <laughs> I, we need, I they need you. Do. They need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we do a little bit less on weekends. We all need a break now and then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Monday to Friday, pretty much three to five articles a day. Wow. <laughs> wow. So and you need a weekend to watch the content. Right. You have all this content. It's like, you know, we we kind of do live in the golden age of TV, but like, really, we live in the golden age of everything because it's yeah. streaming yeah. services are are everywhere uh, yeah. and all of them want our attention. And it's yes. gotten to the point of where do you go and what do you subscribe to? What do you watch? <laughs> right. And yeah. everything's become very hyper focused. I, I kind of yeah. feel like we're to the point where everybody has their own favorite show. We're all really yeah. not watching the same things anymore. I mean, there might be a few things, but... But thanks to something like 25 Years Later exactly. site... Exactly, you highlight they, the they, best. They highlight the best, and then you're yeah. able to... Like, I think it was because of your site that uh, I, I discovered that Legion is ending next year um, in June and stuff like that. And so yeah, I like that oh, show. I, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, you wrote that, Laura. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for writing. That great. I haven't finished... I love Legion. Yeah, so I love, I was, it's I was, one of my favorites. Probably... Uh, now that Twin Peaks is over, it's probably the craziest, wildest show yeah. that I really like to watch. Season one, I think, is probably the best Marvel show, in my opinion. After seeing yes. season one, I'm like, I, I mean, I like Daredevil and everything, but I like Legions up my alley of yeah. weirdness. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. it's way better. Absolutely, I think we are going to be writing a bit more about Legion in the future, a bit more of a deep dive. But I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it's so complicated. Yeah. It's, it's more complicated than from Peaks in a way because I think, uh, yeah, I just yeah, it's, I yeah, it's such a great show. It's such a great show. I haven't even finished the second, the second season because my wife stopped and I wanted to watch it with her. But it, season two is like right from the beginning. It's like where are we? Who are these characters? Yeah. And it's really out there. It's I don't know. I don't know if it gets easier by the end of season two or if it's probably <laughs> just as crazy. Yeah, it, it ends on quite a big uh, cliffhanger, season two. Ah. Not a cliffhanger, just a bit of a shock. <laughs> ah. So season three is going to be spectacular, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm cool. so glad. Thank you for posting and writing something about that because I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I, w I wondered mm -hmm. when it was coming back and now to know it's it's yeah. you know, ending. But, you know, every <laughs> every day I get the uh, I get an email sent to me and I get to know what the articles are. It's like, oh, I, I want to get, you know, read about this and read about that. And I think yeah. that's a nice touch too that I, I don't even have to go to the site. I mean, I don't have to start the site. I can get the email yeah. and then go to the site and read the articles. Yeah, it's, it's really stuff. cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I love doing that as well because I, I mean, I always know what's happening there. I don't always get to get to read them. So that's yeah. my chance as well when they pop up on my phone. Yeah. You know, I can actually read them. I, I will say 25 years later, in my opinion, is better than Entertainment Weekly. Wow, yeah. that's that's huge. Yeah. Now listen, I still read. I, I read Entertainment Weekly, Me too. but I read that thing in five seconds. Half the time, there's really nothing really good in it. Right. I mean, there might be one or two really good articles. I'll read them, but they're like one or two pages long, and then mm. it goes into something else that I, I don't 
I don't know. I know. Um, I, I don't know if you and I are just getting too old for that magazine because, like, <laughs> I go. I know. I go through. It's like, don't care, don't care, yes. don't care. Oh, I'll read this. Don't care, don't care. <laughs> yeah. And something like twenty five years later, say there's, there's so much I, I like. That, yeah. You, know, you guys are touching on the movies and the TV. Yeah. Uh, so when you guys go to when you guys need like a, a sound bite. You could say Twin Peaks on Rap says we're better than Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> definitely, we'll, um, we'll definitely use that. We might even be our new name. <laughs> better than Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. That'd be like twenty-five years later. Better than Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the new site's going to make that even better. I hope because it just opens a lot of avenues for even more, even more stuff. Wow! So, I can't wait to yeah, check it it's out. Yeah, really exciting. <laughs> so Laura, how, if people want to uh, check out the website, they want to check out, uh, they want to follow you. Can, can can you tell them how they can do that? Yeah, it's at twenty five years later site dot com, and then on Twitter we are at twenty five y l site, and we have a Facebook page as well, which is also twenty five y l site, and Instagram. It's all the same. <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on any of those. But yes, go straight to our website and all brand new website hopefully soon and uh, yeah we'll see you there well thank you I'm looking forward to your article <laughs> and if you have a comment question or thought about 25 years later in Twin Peaks month or Twin Peaks in general email us at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com subscribe to us on iTunes leave us that five star review we're also on Google Play we're on Stitcher we're on Spotify which just acquired a podcast division. They're going to try to compete with iTunes big time with podcasting. So that we're already on that platform now, but it sounds like that's going to get very crowded soon. Also, you can like us on Facebook. We're kicking butt. Yeah, yeah and, so. and you know, YouTube, we just hit 1,000 uh, followers, so that's pretty cool. That was, yes. that was huge. A big thank, so thank you to everybody you. who I'm, subscribed to us on YouTube. Yeah. It was so cool. A thousand? a thousand? That's awesome. And uh, how's uh, Twitter going, Ben? Twitter's awesome. I mean, that's where I live. That's where I am. I always get to check out uh, 25 Years Later site stuff, our partners and what they're doing. And it's such a great community. And, and every day I, they're, they're posting great stuff. So I, I love Twitter. So with all that, uh, we will see you guys next week. The most challenging parts for me to read are the deeply painful parts. During the reading of the diary, there's times where she feels or she knows that someone has read her diary. So it's not even, there's not even necessarily a hundred percent trust there, but there is such a need and so much pain that has to be expressed. It's a, it's a scream for help. For many, many years, the fans have asked for the reading of the diary to, to happen. I really, really hope that I am able to give them what they want, what they were longing for. I'm so grateful to Jennifer Lynch. Her words and her story, and the it's so multi-layered and multi-dimensional, what she's able to bring in this diary form, um, just artistically, is incredible. So I hope to be able to serve her words and the fans in the best way that I can. Mm -hmm.